Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Okay, you guys, welcome to episode 51 of The Smush Room, the podcast that deep dives on the well-known, and more importantly, not-so-well-known hookups of your favorite reality TV stars. It's me, Troy McKeady, cough drop in my mouth, ready to go, and I'm recording today with somebody that you all know and love, and I probably don't appreciate as much as me, because I'm literally, like, stalker-obsessed with Kara, but, like, I'm recording with Kara Berry today. <laughs> Troy! <laughs> How are you? I'm so good. This is my three-peat. Do I get, like, a jacket or something? Girl, this is Olive Garden. You are family. <laughs> I feel like Steve Martin coming back to Saturday Night Live. It's just, like, <laughs> home for me. I know. This is your three-peat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. We've done some really beautiful work. I think our Drake and Rihanna work will be in some sort of, uh, I don't know, some museum one day. We really killed it. But you know what? I, I'm finding that the the people that we profile kind of have a common theme, a common thread amongst them, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I think if it's of men that are like not appreciating a woman's shine as much as they should be. And I think it's also of men that are resentful of said woman's shine. I completely agree with you. We really have only done episodes where the girl in the relationship completely outshines the guy by tenfold. And it becomes like a point of contention in the relationship that like the woman is this big star and the guy like isn't, you know, or even if the guy is a star, I mean, in each one of these cases, the guy has been like obviously famous, but like undeniable that like the girl is like the true star. Yeah. And I think this episode takes it to a whole new level. Beyond. You guys, we're not going to... By the way, I say this all the time, but, like, one of my favorite things is that I love that, like, I always act like I'm, like, teasing, like, who we're talking about as if it doesn't say <laughs> it in the description that you clicked on. No, like, I, I do the exact same thing <laughs> on our show. Um, I'm like, I'm just like... Ryan always gets so excited, and he's like, oh, we're going to talk about this. And I'm like, oh, well, please, like, inside. I never say anything to him, but I'm like, please don't say anything, even though, like, literally read the description or, like, wait 15 minutes. We're just going to talk about it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm acting like I have some, like, really amazing prize under my satchel that I'm about to, like, <laughs> expose. But as you guys have probably read from the description of this episode, we are talking today about Ryan Philippi and Reese Witherspoon, and I am, like, beyond excited. This couple really means a lot to me. I'm so excited. You had me do a little bit of homework 
yeah. to even do this. And I, I had, didn't get to watch Fear, but I did watch Cruel Intentions, and like my life has changed. So that's all that really matters. You guys, Kara had never seen Cruel Intentions, and I was like, we are not recording this episode <laughs> until you see the movie that made this couple iconic. Like that movie is the reason that they were like a golden couple, and I cannot wait to talk about cruel intentions with somebody that has fresh eyes. Uh, I'm, I'm, I feel very blessed. My life <laughs> literally is like totally different. My outlook. It should be. <laughs> you should feel younger, more snatched. Like I do. I totally <laughs> do. <laughs> um, well, I guess we can go ahead and uh, get right into it. Truthfully, it's like, I just want to get to cruel intentions. So we, it's just, it's, it's all housekeeping <laughs> until we get to have that conversation. But uh, yeah. So, Reese and Ryan, uh, they started dating in March of 97, and they were engaged in December of 98. They got married on June 5th of 1999, and officially separated in October of 2006, and they were divorced uh, the same time the following year. Um, I read that Reese and Ryan met at Reese's 21st birthday party, and uh, yeah, I mean, they were definitely considered like a golden couple for the time, and like highly marketable. They were both great actors. They were both incredibly attractive. Um, and they were just, I mean, it was impossible to imagine at a certain time, like to me at a certain time in the early two thousands and then the late nineties, this was like a, a Freddie Prince, like Sarah Michelle Geller situation where I was like, there is no future without these two together. Exactly. But here's what I was thinking also is this was such a golden age for like teen movies because, like, we were kind of, like, post-90210, but before the OC and Gossip Girl. Yeah. And, like, really, like, I feel like you kind of, in entertainment, you kind of only get one or the other. Like, you either get, like, the teen movies or the teen shows, like, the drama shows. And this was just such a golden age. But my question to you is, okay, if this was, if they were, you know, five years later, yeah. where do you think Reese would be? what show, what character do you think she would have been on? And same question for Ryan. If they had gotten together five years later and not like in the the late nineties, you mean? If they had gotten, if they were like television stars rather than movie stars. Oh, wow. Um, that Reese could have been like a Serena Vanderwoodson. Kind of, I could see, here's the weird thing about Reese. And I wrote a lot about this in my notes and I definitely want to talk about it a lot. Reese is somebody who I think and I had to kind of be reminded of this going back and doing research about her. Cause I think she's just somebody that we all have like this very specific image of in our minds, but like going back and researching, especially at the beginning of her career, I think the most exciting thing about Reese Witherspoon was that you look at her and you expect her to be this very specific thing. Like that she'll always be like sweet home Alabama Reese, you know? Yeah, totally. But the fun thing about her was that she, you couldn't really box her in. And she was somebody who, like it felt like took acting like very seriously and not like in a way of like, oh, I just want an herbal essences commercial. Like she's like yeah. an actual actor and like, she made weird like film choices where you, I mean like to go from like freeway where she's like a hooker to like Pleasantville to like, you know I mean? She just kind of like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I could even really say, cause who's to say what Reese would have done. She was so random. She really was. And you're right. This isn't like, this wasn't the layover to like, a uh, you know, two pop album career. Yeah. And like, you know, just, yeah, she's much more versatile, but like, 
in the same way that I can't imagine her being on TV, even though obviously she's on Big Little Lies, but that's like yeah, different like TV from, you know. <laughs> TV in quotes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't imagine Blake Lively. Okay, and here's here was my second question. Do you think Blake Lively is trying to be the new Reese Witherspoon? Absolutely. 100%. Like, like even down to the plantation wedding? Yes. Like, yeah. please. She wants to be, like... I think she wants to be seen the way that we see Reese. And it's like, I'll never see Blake Lively that way. Ever. Never. And like, <laughs> quit wasting my time. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'll never look at Blake Lively and be like, wow, that's a lifestyle brand I can get into. Like, no. I don't, no. <laughs> never. Like, wearing chic outfits and like not, you know, not having a stylist and like blowing our minds with your red carpet looks and like leave it at that. Reese Witherspoon yeah. is like a natural aesthetic. She basically is walking Pinterest she truly is like yeah she i don't understand why she doesn't have a lifestyle i know i don't either i would love that she could fully be the southern bell goop fully and i think more accessible and more successful because of it oh 100 percent. and like i don't know this is also a really interesting couple to me because you know obviously they have two children together and they're sort of known for being like one of the most like amicable couples like ever. Like they just, their co-parenting is like off the chain and they just seem to really have like, they seem to really have figured it out, you know, how to like co-parent and be high profile. Like I, I just, I, I, I ship them still. Totally, totally. They're like the couple who like everybody tries to like emulate through their bullshit PR releases. Like we're going to remain best friends and we just want what's in the best interest of the kids. Like they're the blueprint for that. And like Mm -hmm. everybody else has failed. Yes, absolutely. That's so true. Especially because like, I don't know. I feel like it probably took Ryan a really long time to come to terms with the fact that like he's married to a woman that will literally, she's, like the sun and the moon like she is like yeah. everybody loves Reese Witherspoon she's America's sweetheart there's really nothing she could do wrong I mean she literally got arrested and was like a total cunt about it but like it's Reese Witherspoon so we were like living it was like one of the best <laughs> bits of audio I've ever seen I've ever heard it's so good it was so good like she could literally shit on the street and we'd be like oh goddess queen keep doing it <laughs> yes Um, you're totally right totally totally right and yeah this i think people like i think reese is one of those people who saw the vision i think she kind of always knew what she wanted and who she wanted to be and what kind of actress she wanted to be and like was able to make that happen Mm -hmm. but i don't think she expected it to be quite on the level of where she is now. And I think in turn, I think Ryan definitely didn't expect that. And I think it became a huge problem in their relationship. I think so too, which makes me really sad. Like, I don't know. It makes me sad because it's like, and we'll get into this, but like there was no real foreseeable reason as to why it didn't work for Ryan, Ryan Philippi. Like, yeah. Even after doing hours of research about them as a couple, it's like, I, I still don't really get, why it didn't take off for him. Like Ryan Phillippe is actually like a great actor and he was obviously fucking beautiful. And, you know, it's not like he and Reese were at such different levels when they first got together. Like they were pretty much kind of in the same, you know, list as if you had to like categorize them and 
Definitely. It never worked out for Ryan Phillippe. I don't, I don't really get it. I think he didn't embrace like his masculine side. Like, did he, I mean, I think now, like later in his career, he's done like some like cop kind of things, but I Mm -hmm. think he should have done that earlier. I think he didn't appeal to the men. And I think that's why it didn't work for him. I agree with that. He didn't have smart people around him, like telling him what roles to choose at all. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but I guess we can start with Reese. I mean, I always say ladies first, so we can start with <laughs> Reese. <laughs> um, so Reese was born, obviously, she's a Southern Belle, the quintessential queen of the South. Uh, she was born in New Orleans, and she was raised in Nashville. Um, her family is like everything you would expect. It's like all American, like overachieving. They're all type A. Her dad is an ear, ear nose, throat doctor. Um, he was like a colonel of the U.S. Army Reserve. Like, he's a fucking doctor. Her mom is like has five degrees. She's a PhD in pediatric nursing. Like, just everything you would expect. And like, right. I read that she um, at a really young age was like already like super cultured because they had to live in Germany for a while because her dad was stationed there. So, like, she just came out of the gate being expected to be, like, Reese Witherspoon. Like, she was bred to be Reese Witherspoon, which I love. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. Like, what... Such an accomplished woman. What college did she end up going to? Stanford. Yeah, she went to Stanford. So smart. I mean, are you kidding me? Amazing. And she had a really super unapologetically Southern upbringing, which is something she's obviously super proud of. Um... She did her first commercial at seven. Um, she was show- chosen as the face of like a local florist. And uh, she, that was the thing that made her go into acting. But it's just like, I don't know why it makes me laugh to imagine Reese is like the local florist darling. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> and she was given the nickname as a, as a kid, little type A. Oh my God. She was so anal and like so perfectionist as a child. Um, and yeah, she went to Stanford. She studied English literature. Um, she made her film debut in the, this 1991 movie called Man in the Moon, which I'm going to take a wild guess and assume that you haven't seen, and it's going to be on the list. <laughs> I think that I have seen it. I think that I have. Kara, it's a masterful work. Jim Carrey's in that, right? No, that's the... Oh no, that's the other one. one. There is another okay. Man in the Moon with Jim Carrey. Then I definitely haven't seen it. <laughs> I was like, I don't think Reese Witherspoon is in that. She would have been too old. <laughs> You're like, that Nisi Nash flick. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. So yes, I will definitely, definitely go go back and watch that. Man on the Moon's great. She's like, a, she's really young. She's such a good actor. Like, even better. You know, some kind, like, a lot of cases, like, kids that grow up to be actors are, like, better as kids. Yeah. Like, like a Dakota Fanning as a child could literally tug at the deepest parts of my soul. With, like, just, like, the shimmering of her eyes, like, you <laughs> cry, like, you would just crumble. Oh, my God. Like, I've never cried more than, like, watching Dakota Fanning be upset on camera. <laughs> like, Reese had that in this movie. She's just, like, she's so good. But she's, like, this little tomboy. And, like, she falls in love with um, this kid that lives across, like, that lives in, like, the same... It's a whole thing. It's a Southern movie. There's like a, a lot of sweet tea, sleeping on porches. Like you'll love it. Oh, I'm here for it. <laughs> um, and it was a big deal for her. Like it, it, 
got her a lot of attention from critics. Like Roger Ebert became like a big Reese Witherspoon supporter, like from the time she was like seven on, like always like rooted for her. Um, she got a young artist best actress award for it. Um, and then from there, she kind of did what you would expect. Like she did a lot of like TV movies. She was like a side character in a bunch of like soap operas and like weird shit. Um, she did a movie called wildflower with Patricia Arquette, another queen. Um, she did like a CBS miniseries, just like a lot of TV work. And, uh, then I read like, so 1996 was a big year for her. Cause it was like, she did two back to back really big budget films. She did fear and freeway. And like, here's the thing. Freeway is like neither here nor there. It's a fun movie to watch. Reese is like a literal, she's like a literal truck stock hooker in the movie. So it's like fun. Um, but fear, Kara, I'm going to need you to get on board. I cannot wait for you to watch fear. And we'll, t- I'll t- we'll text about it. But see, like, I have distinct memories in my childhood of, like, Mark Wahlberg yelling, that scene where he's, like, screaming, kind of like, <laughs> so, like, this is already part of, like, my mental history, so I'm just, I can't wait to complete the picture. Oh, my God. It's, Kara, it's full, it's a celebration of Marky Mark, really. It really is. It is a celebration. It's, like, Marky, is Mark Wahlberg in his peak 90s eight-pack third nipple Calvin Klein realness. (laughs) Like he is just so scary and hot in it. And like, literally I blame him for the reason that I'm attracted to problematic men. I'm like, he did it. Oh, same. (laughs) He did it. (laughs) That Caesar haircut. uh, It's just everything. Everything. I remember when I used to watch that movie when I was younger, it took me a long time to understand the nuances of, you know, abuse. And uh, (laughs) I remember being like, She's a bitch. Because she, like, was... <laughs> like, she's a fucking bitch. Like, he's trying to be an amazing boyfriend as he's literally, like, cutting the dog's head off. And... <laughs> Maybe if she would just listen. <laughs> yeah. Like, kiss him back. You're being... <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, I know um, it's, like, no secret, obviously, that, like, you know, I love a sexual thriller. So, like, that being my favorite Reese Witherspoon movie is, like, not, like, it shouldn't shock anyone. Like, that's my brand. A sexual thriller that ends in, like, a knife fight? Like, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so after 96, it was, uh, it was just, like, back-to-back. Like, Reese has never had, like, well, she has had moments of, like, floundering in her career, but, like, she's just had so many big-budget hit movies. Like, she did... Um, Overnight Delivery with Paul Rudd, Pleasantville with Tobey Maguire. She was in a movie called Twilight with Paul Newman and Susan Sarandon. Of like, course. One of her first big budget films, a movie with Paul Newman. Um, that's crazy. But like, so yeah, I mean like, you know, they met when they were super young. It's always so funny when I'm like, let's like go back and study the life of Reese before meeting so-and-so. It's like, it was literally, she was like two. So that was pretty much it. She had done some really big budget movies. She'd like hit her stride. She was like this young up and coming. Like everybody was excited about Reese Witherspoon. And then we move on to Ryan. But wait, let me ask you this question. What was your relationship as a teenager with Reese Witherspoon? Like, did you love her? Were you like a Reese girl? I 
was a big fan of hers. I really liked, like, Rachel Lee Cook was kind of my jam. Okay. Um, but yeah, I always appreciated Reese. I always saw her, you know, it's like, we see each other. I get yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> and I love her. <laughs> oh, I totally, totally love her. I love Election. I loved Pleasantville when it came out. It, I, yeah, I was just a big fan. Election is so great. So great. So good. I make so many Election references all the time. Like, she's my spirit animal when I need to like get work done. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Tracy <laughs> Flick is a goddess. <laughs> She's so good. <laughs> um, and I guess I should warn you before we go into talking about Ryan that um, Ryan Phillippe was my first crush. He okay. is, uh, I'm pretty sure, helped me discover that I was gay. Um, and it was that pool scene. I was <sighs> like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yep. Like, I like his butt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like okay i i i see that i hear him yeah I, like, I agree truly see each other for real. <laughs> <laughs> i i took i had to take a moment after that just like wow that that was an ass it's an ass Them's he- were <laughs> <laughs> they were and like he is just in that mood we're not i'm not gonna skip ahead but I'm going to skip ahead because I'll, I'll, I'll okay. turn off and yeah. it'll, it'll, it'll yeah. turn into a thing. I got so you. Ryan grew up in Newcastle, Delaware. His mom ran a daycare and uh, he, <laughs> Ryan graduated from Barbizon Modeling School. Which okay. Was- like, take a break. <laughs> that killed me. Like, have you ever heard such a thing of anybody graduating, graduating from Barbizon? Excuse me? <laughs> I was like, honestly, like, Anyone who grew up in a town with, like, a, a shopping plaza or yes. several malls, like, you know Barbizon. And I, I've never known a person to graduate from their school. Yeah. They used to, like, send these flyers when I was, like, 11, 12, 13. Yeah. And be like, um, please come to Gwinnett Place Mall on Saturday from, like, 12 to 2. There's going to be a seminar. Um, everybody's going to get to, like, walk the runway in like my local mall and like you just have to pay like $75 to pay into the school this modeling school like what the hell I know I I actually when I was little I think I I think I'm pretty sure my mom took me to one of those like casting calls because I like begged her to go I was like can we please go I want to be like a soap star. I want to be in general hospital or whatever. Like, can we please go to a Barbizon casting call? And we went to one once at like a, a hotel that was in like a, like a, one of those like meeting rooms in a hotel. Yes. And it was just, it was absolutely ridiculous. There was a hundred million people in there. They were saying yes to everybody. And it was insane. I was like eight. And I remember going home and I was like, my mom kept catching me like practice my smile. <laughs> dying yeah like i totally was like i'm gonna be the next kid on nickelodeon yes nobody can stop me this is my ticket i was like exactly like me and amanda Bynes are about to become like literal soul sisters on our hit tv show together like i can't believe i'm about to become a star like truly delusional but i was obsessed i loved the idea of being a barbizon model this afternoon at the days in conference room is about to change my life (laughs) it's only gonna cost me fifty (laughs) dollars 
<laughs> for this for the, the the smallest package. <laughs> we could go up a package. Let me explain. <laughs> oh, <I love> it. <clears throat> no, Ryan's big break came in 1992. Um, he starred as Billy Douglas on the ABC soap opera One Life to Live, and he was uh, the first openly gay teenager on a daytime soap, which is very chic. And I used to love One Life to Live as well. I was very into soaps. Um, I kind of had a feeling you were. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, I was really into soaps. You know, I was raised with a single mom. It's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was an inevitability. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't really avoid it. We would go to the hospital, One Life to Live, The Bold and the Beautiful. Like, literally, you name it, I was there fully invested. My, my best friend growing up was like, uh, she lived two doors down from me, one. This is in, like, small town Illinois, too. Mm-hmm. Let's, like, set the scene. Her mother was, like, a... Norwegian slash Midwestern down home, like love the Chicago bears. Okay. Used to like chain smoke in the house. This was like, you know, early nineties before we really were truly giving up the ghost on the cigarettes. Yes. And just like, she was like a big soap opera head. So like, I remember Lisa Rinna. She's like Billy to me. Yes. Yeah. Just amazing. I know. And she was so cool. Like, I remember being young and thinking, A, I'm not even going to lie, because <clears throat> Eileen, Eileen was on, I want to say it was the Young and the, young and the Restless. Um, and she played, like, an evil bitch. Like, a mean... I could totally yeah. be wrong about the soap. I want to say it was Young and the Restless, but it could have been a different one. But she was, like, mean. And my whole life, I just thought... I viewed her as, like, this mean, cool, like, chic, power suit woman that would like backhand people and like, like throw women to pools and stuff. I was like, she's amazing. So then to like, see know, her, yeah, little she was mouse. wearing like, yeah. Wearing bell bottoms in 19 or in like 2017. <laughs> and like trying to pick fights with people over something two years ago. It was just like amazing. Beast. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> after leaving one or uh yeah one life to live ryan moved to la because he wanted to really do the damn thing and um he had a very typical like i'm new in hollywood and trying to get my foot in the door scenario just like reese like he was on matlock and murder she wrote and you know all of those shows that you just like get cast in as like a new actor or whatever like as like a, a a waiter or something that trips in a restaurant on Matlock, whatever. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then in 1997, he starred in the incredibly underrated I Know What You Did Last Summer. Mm. Have you seen I Know What You Did Last Summer? Yes, I have. So underrated. So good. So good. I, I, I was that. more into that than Scream. I'm not going to lie. You know, I won't lie to you. I used to watch Scream a lot, but this would definitely, like... I mean, I would watch this on a like almost regular basis. I was obsessed. Jennifer yes. Love Hewitt was so good in that movie. Big Jennifer Love Hewitt fan at the time. Like, just, uh, she was everything to me. Mm-hmm. Where did the time go, you know? Oh, my God. Where did our happiness go is the real question. <laughs> <laughs> it went away with Jennifer's career. Yes. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And that was the movie that essentially like helped his career take off. He also starred in the movie 54, which is like a movie that had really great potential about Studio 54, like Nev Campbell, what could go wrong. Um, but it was terrible. Uh, I just, I used to watch it a lot though, because Ryan was like a go-go boy in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was very chic and I loved that for him. I um, loved it for <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but he is just like, he is a beautiful man. Like it's the only word you can use to describe him. He's not even hot. He's not good looking. He's not attractive. He's actually beautiful. He's stunning. And you know how like black people have that like very short list of white men that they really all collectively find attractive. (laughs) (laughs) He's definitely one of them. Oh my God. It's so true. true. (laughs) Walker's one of them. He's, you know, just like in that fine white man category. Mm -hmm. It's a certain kind of swag that you're just born with that like is unexplainable. And you're like, Oh fuck. Like, yeah. He's not fucking around. No. (laughs) <laughs> it's unbelievable. Even now. Even still. Even still, as Molly would say, he fucks. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I bet he does. I bet he does. <laughs> so yeah, now we can kind of get into, I guess, their relationship. Um, according to internet folklore, I don't know if you've read the same thing, but I read that he was invited by a friend, a mutual friend, to Reese's birthday party, her 21st birthday. And uh, when he showed up, they had this, like, immediate connection. They were flirting. And um, she went to the bar with him to, like, get a drink. And she whispered in his ear that he was her gift this year. Oh, my God. I know. (laughs) I know. But imagine how drunk Reese was when she said that. (laughs) Uh, I have chills right now. My hair standing up on my arms. I'm picturing like a fucking wasted Reese, like laying on the bar, may tit pop, possibly about to pop out, being like, "You're my my soulmate," like crying. <laughs> <laughs> and they started dating immediately. Like they, from that night on, they were in a uh, a committed relationship. That is insane. This is like I never understand this about hot people, like. You guys just do that? I know. That's the thing that happens? Okay. <laughs> I know. You're just like, okay, so you just, all right, walk up to somebody, say you're my gift, and then you date, and then, all right, cool. Seems fun. Must be nice. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> it's madness, but if anybody deserved it, it was certainly them. Absolutely. I've never had the confidence to walk up to anybody and be like, you're my gift, and then, like, we're in a relationship. You guys, I hate to cut you off, but at this point, I think you know the drill. You've got to be a Patreon member to hear the remainder of this episode. So go to patreon.com slash ebpsychos. At that point, you will uh, be asked to donate. And then when you donate at this level, you'll get this podcast. You'll get the remainder of all the episodes every single week. You'll get Liz Bentley's Feathers in My Hair, which is the Teen Mom podcast. Um, you'll get me and Molly's uh, Brittany and Kevin Chaotic special. You'll get all the stuff that Molly does exclusively through Patreon. It's well worth it. And also, if you're not a member of our Facebook group, go to mollyandthepsychos.com. It'll take you straight to it. And uh, all we do all day and all night is talk about reality TV. It's super fun. So, like I said, patreon.com slash ebpsychos and mollyandthepsychos.com. never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.